This is People Every Day. Coming up, beloved radio host Delilah opens up about her incredible life story. I am, by nature, extremely nosy. <laughs> Plus, what all happened at Prince Philip's funeral and what all went down in Chris Evans's DMs. It's April 19th. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to People Every Day. I'm your host, Janine Rubenstein, and I'm reporting for duty from a new location because I moved and I can fully report that moving is still as annoying and exhausting as it always has been. <laughs> so it's good to know some things don't change, I guess. Uh, hope you're having a great Monday, though, and I am here to make it a little better. Later in the show, I catch up with famed radio host and the queen of sappy love songs, Delight. Uh, speaking of being on the move, she talked to me from her RV because she and her husband are in the midst of a family road trip. We talked about life and love and how she's coping with the terrible loss of her son a few years back. So stick around for that. Uh, first up, let's get into the news. In the world of entertainment, the Academy of Country Music Awards, the ACMs, were this weekend. And for a quick recap, Carrie Underwood brought down the house, as she is wont to do. Uh, Luke Bryan picked up Entertainer of the Year, but had to accept remotely because he came down with COVID just before the show. What an honor to the ACMs. I'm so sorry I could not be there. And also, uh, Marin Morris had a big night winning Female Performer of the Year and having a steamy onstage moment with hubby and baby daddy, Ryan Hurd. So Google that. Uh, but now let's cross the pond and talk about what was the buzz out of the UK. And that's Prince Philip's funeral. People's Royals correspondent in London, Simon Perry, is here with me now to break it all the way down. Hi, Simon. Hi there, Janine. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. How are you doing? Very well, thank you. Nice. So uh, l let's just dig into this news. We it, it happened. We you know got a lot of reporting about what was to come, what was to be expected, who would be there, who wouldn't be there. Just give me uh, your straightaway take on how it went. Well, uh, Janine, I thought it was an amazingly intimate um, occasion, really. In a funny sort of way, there were only 30 inside the chapel and it sort of pared it right down, didn't it, to a intimate family only, largely, um, uh, guest list. And uh, there they were just all together without loads of hangers on, loads of charities and other people who would have been there in a different situation, in the different scenario. Yeah. And so how was the queen during the ceremony? I mean, they were married for 73 years. It has to be heartbreaking. So so who accompanied her and, and, and how did she honor him in the ceremony? Well, um, yeah, she um, emerged from the state apartments at uh, with a lady in waiting, her um, long-standing lady in waiting, Lady Susan Hussey, who knows her very well and uh, is clearly a close companion of hers too, which was no doubt a big comfort for her. But of course, she then had to be left alone because uh, Lady Susan couldn't sit with her. She's not, um, wasn't part of the 30 that was the limit on the number of guests. So um, we were then struck by this image, weren't we, of the Queen sitting um, two seats away from the next person in her family, which was her son, Prince mm. Andrew, uh, silently thinking and praying, no doubt, um, for her, for her departed husband. Um, it was very striking. 
Yeah. And we didn't really get to hear from the family that much because in respect of the prince's wishes, there were no eulogies or readings given out by the family members during the ceremony. But, you know, there were different ways that the family paid tribute to him, right? We saw that Kate Middleton um, paid tribute to the queen with some kind of sentimental jewelry. So can you tell us about that and just other ways they tried to commemorate him? Yeah, um, Kate, of course, was um, uh, looked very elegant as, as as she always does. But she mm-hmm. was given some uh, a pearl choker uh, and uh, some earrings uh, by the Queen to wear, uh, which is always a very special touch when the Queen passes on or loans out her jewellery to um, her mm, yeah. daughters-in-law or um, granddaughters-in-law in this case. Uh, but the, on the eulogies, I think um, the Duke didn't want to, uh, the uh, Duke of Edinburgh didn't want people standing up and talking about him. Um, I think someone suggested to me since that he, he knew there would be eight days of reams and reams of newspaper print talking about him and writing about him as we did in People's Day, yeah. of course. So um, he just thought that would be enough. So speaking of another granddaughter-in-law, uh, we know that Meghan Markle couldn't attend because of her pregnancy. Um, but we learned that she did watch the ceremony on television and even provided a handwritten card. So can you talk to us about that, how it was delivered, anything that we know was in it? We don't know what was in it, um, much like the others. But um, yes, she did indeed uh, write the card. Yeah. She's, she's well known for her calligraphy, uh, Megan, isn't she? And um, uh, I imagine uh, her husband, of course, Prince Harry, brought it over with him. Um but it was put on a beautiful wreath that uh, the couple had um, commissioned, uh, which mm. had uh, various flowers, including the National Flower of Greece, which was um, a sort of a nod, obviously, to Prince Philip's heritage. He was, yeah. he was born in Greece. So, um, yeah, they were very thoughtful, poignant um, choices. Cool. And then you brought up Harry. Of course, there was a lot of tension leading up to the ceremony um, as this was the reunion for Harry and his brother William after the big Oprah interview and everything that came out and was said about the family and their, you know, tensions and struggles. So um, their cousin, Peter Philip, walked in between them in the procession. um, But we did get to see them talking, right? We saw Harry and William like having a conversation on TV. So uh, in your opinion, is that a good sign? Was it awkward? Like, It was a good sign that they were talking. This is literally the first time in almost 13, 14 months that um, that people have seen them in the same, uh, in the same space. And wow. There they were talking after the event. Um, but it's early days and uh, I don't think anyone's getting super ahead of themselves in thinking this is all suddenly yeah. up, you know. Simon, thank you so much for taking us through this. No problem. Now, I want to get into talking about some unlikely friendships that are in the news right now. And joining me is People.com politics editor, Adam Carlson. How are you doing, Adam? I'm good, Janine. Happy Monday. Yay, thanks. Uh, So we're going to start off with a pair of pals you know all about, and that's former President George W. Bush, a Republican, and former First Lady Michelle Obama, a Democrat. Mm -hmm. And we've heard of their closeness before, but why don't you let everyone know why this has bubbled up today? 
Right. So I think it's so funny when you look back at the whole course of their friendship the last few years, if you had taken a time machine 12 years ago when the Obamas first entered the White House, I don't think Mm -hmm. anyone would have guessed that Michelle Obama and George W. Bush would be the kind of pals they are at these events. But they um, are back in the news because uh, George Bush is making the rounds. He has a new project in immigration. And he talked a bit about some of the surprise he still hears from people that he and Michelle Obama pal around basically at these events, at state functions, at at museum openings, Um, they have a warmth, they have a bond. And, um, you know, he said uh, he is surprised that it continues to surprise people. (laughs) <laughs> They're just <laughs> friends, right? Yeah. So this is his uh, his new book of paintings, that that other thing he does. He's mm-hmm. a pretty darn good painter. Um, and he, it's all American immigrants who have, you know, kind of become famous and gone on. I think NBA player Dirk Nowitzki is one of mm-hmm. them, so many others. Um, and he this is kind of in line with his stance on immigration. So can you can you explain that? Yeah. So it, I think, reflects how much the country has changed in the last 12 or 13 years, not so much how how George Bush has changed. He has been pushing as president and since he was president for what he calls a a compromise of major immigration reform, secure our borders, but welcome in people who want to be a part of America. And he mm. has used his painting, his kind of post-presidential hobby to pursue these goals. Um, so he is using these portraits of uh, noted immigrants to humanize the issue in his words, right? So he's saying, this is something we can't ignore. We have to talk about it. We have to reach a deal to change the system. Um, and it's something that he tried to do when he was president. It didn't work. Uh, It's something presidents after him have tried. And it remains one of the thorniest issues. But he says, look, these are real people. This book of painting shows these are real people with real stories. We have to come up with a solution for them. All right. So let's get into a very, very different sphere mm-hmm. of friendship. <laughs> let's talk about hit singer Lizzo and Mr. Captain America, Chris Evans, who are pals, at least on social media, correct? Right. They have now officially swapped some really fun Instagram DMs. And I will say, I think this whole episode just adds to the ever longer list of reasons why Lizzo is living the best life, I think, of anyone. Uh, definitely <laughs> short list of best 2021 so far. <laughs> so let's get into these DMs. Oh, Lord, the DMs. Um, so <laughs> she posted that she accidentally, drunkenly mm-hmm. uh, DM'd Chris Evans um, with multiple emojis, uh, arranging a sort of emojis. Mm-hmm. Um, and then something happened after that, right? She she got a response. It's a truly modern love story, if we can call it that. <laughs> she, uh, she DM'd, she slid into Chris's DMs, looks like they'd never spoken before. She posts about it on TikTok first, right? Sharing mm-hmm. with the world that she had done this, poking a little bit of fun at herself, acts like she never expected him to respond. But because she's also super famous, what does he do? Uh, yeah. She responds. Um, and <laughs> what does she do? She posts an update on TikTok for the world to see. So we're all kind of a part of this, which is so much fun. Um, and yeah, he had a, a perfectly Chris Evans response, which is, you know, there's no shame in a drunk DM. And uh, Lord knows, basically, I've done worse. Right. A little bit of tongue in cheek about um, the last time he was in the news for social media. Uh, yeah. So let's get into that. <laughs> the last time he was in the news for social media. Uh, so he posted a video and you know how you do your screen share mm-hmm. of, you know, your phone records, what's whatever's on the screen. So you can show that. Mm-hmm. But he didn't end the recording fast enough because it 
showed some of his pictures. And mm-hmm. one of those pictures in his like whole little gallery on his phone was an, a not safe for work uh, personal photo of his anatomy. <laughs> Let's say yes. Can I yes. put it? Can I put it that way? <laughs> Something I think his mom and grandma would not be happy to oh, know. Oh my goodness! The world has seen. I mean, you know, it's. I think back um, now that we're all in this world of screens and sharing our screens and having yeah. everyone see our computers and phones. It really makes his experience all the more relatable. But yeah, basically, <laughs> he was trying to share an update for his fans. It wasn't quite keeping track of what was in his camera roll. <laughs> People, of course, screenshot, pinch, and zoom. And then the photo was out there, and um, you know, again perfectly Chris Evans. He didn't shy away from it. He made a bit of fun about it. Said mm-hmm. it was, uh, a lesson learned, right? Yeah, for sure. And now he's like saying, look, don't worry, Lizzo. Things happen when you're not <laughs> expecting it on social media. Um, I love this. And Lizzo is, is so single. She has she has said this multiple times. I don't know about Chris Evans. What, what do we know? Is he... We think Chris Evans is single. You know, my Google News alert for Chris Evans' girlfriend has not pinged recently. So, okay. I, <laughs> so I, hey, there's still, there, still hope. There's still hope for this. I love it. This is hilarious. Adam, thank you so much. Always a pleasure, Janine. Thank you. Coming up. Radio star and mother of 15, yes, 15, Delilah shares her amazing story and her relationship advice. Stay tuned. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. You know her name, but you really know her voice. Delilah Renee, or just Delilah, is possibly the most popular woman on the radio thanks to her wildly successful nationally syndicated nightly radio show. For the past 25 years, 25 years, she has taken to the airwaves and fielded questions and stories from millions of heartbroken or sometimes happy listeners and doled out advice paired with perfectly fitting love songs. Delilah herself is a mom of 13 children who has faced unimaginable loss and heartbreak, but she keeps trucking and finding the light not only for herself, but for her legion of fans. And I am so excited to have her on the show today to talk about her journey and get her answers to some of you all's burning love questions. Hi, Delilah. Hello there. How are you doing? I'm good. I am in the middle of a road trip with four of my children. I actually, you said 13. I'm I'm up to 15. Uh, You're up to 15 now. <laughs> uh, 13 here and, and a couple in heaven, but um, 
but we we adopted a young girl out of foster care and then my youngest son who's now 5 about a year and a half ago so wow we got a motor home full of kids and we've been on the road for about 10 days 12 days now Oh my, where are you like right now? Where are the wheels? <laughs> I'm sitting in my motorhome in Death Valley. Death Valley. Death Valley. We left You're Las in the middle Vegas. of the desert. We're in the middle of the desert. And I'm like <laughs> saying to my husband, are we going to be near Wi-Fi? Are we going to be near Wi-Fi? And he was like, honey, I told you I got it all timed out. So Delilah, you have millions and millions of people who tune in to listen to you every night. Your show has been in syndication for some 25 years now. How do you keep it fresh? How do you keep up that energy? Well, the the show really is just an extension of who I am. An extension of my personality. And I am by nature extremely nosy. (laughs) I want to be in your business. Um, I know that's not politically correct. I know we're supposed to all mind our own business and, you know, just, just walk away, but I can't, I have to engage people in conversation. So whether I'm on the air, on the radio or at my farm or at the grocery store, I love hearing people's stories. So, so you give out the love advice, but uh, take me back to your first love. What was that moment like? Who was it? And and, oh, and what did that? Yeah, what what did that do for you? Well, my first love was a neighbor boy that uh, I thought I was going to grow up and marry. However, he uh, is gay, and we were dating, and he finally uh, revealed that. He wasn't really that into me. <laughs> oh, <laughs> we are we are great, great, great friends to this day. So my first husband was probably the love of my life. Uh, I met George in 1981. I was 21 years old. He was almost 10 years older than me, and it was truly love at first sight. It really was. I fell in love with him the day I met him, and we were not together very long. But we had a son together, and then George passed away, gosh, several years ago. Mm. But he was probably my first love, and he was certainly who I played every love song for for many, many, many years on the air, (laughs) you know, doing dedications to him, the hopes that one day... So you're very happily married now. Tell me about your husband. My husband. My husband now is um, a wonderful, solid man. Like, you know where you stand with him 24 hours a day, seven days a week. He doesn't play guess why I'm mad or guess why I'm not coming home tonight or you don't have to guess anything. He's just he is who he is. Uh, He's a hard, hard, hard worker. And he is true to his word. And and I want to talk to you a little bit about um, just how you're doing and how you're feeling. Uh, it's been some years now since we last talked. Uh, you lost your son, Zachary, in 2017. Um, and years before that, you, you had lost your son, Sammy, um, to sickle cell anemia. I, how are you doing now? And, and what are your coping mechanisms, if there are any, um, as just 
a mother? Well, I think when you lose a child, if you don't have coping mechanisms, you're not going to last long. We lost my brother when I was a young woman and both my parents passed within 10 years of his passing because they didn't have coping mechanisms and they didn't have support groups and they didn't have grief counselors or any of those things. Right after we lost Zach, um, a friend of mine who had lost her son just a couple of years earlier, also suicide, reached out to me and told me about a counselor. And that was probably the best thing I did for myself. Um, And then we lost my stepson, December of 2019, my husband's only boy. And if I didn't have, A, my faith that I will be with them again for all eternity um, and that they are at peace with God. If I didn't know that to the core of my being, and if I didn't have a grief counselor and a support group, I I wouldn't be doing as well as I'm doing. And you do keep moving forward. And, and five nights a week, you are just being there for so many people. I want to ask about uh, the show and just uh, one, how taxing is it? And then also in fielding, you know, all of these questions, all of these these comments and these stories, what's the selection process like? Like, how do you know what is going to work for the show? Wow. Those are good questions. Uh, First off, it's not taxing at all. It's my happy place. So much joy and so much creative energy. Um, It's hard balancing the calls. There is a science behind the art and I hate the science. So I let my producers do most of that. But, you know, we we try not to air two tragic calls in a row because we don't want people driving down the road, bawling their head off for an hour. Yeah. We try not to to play two or three sappy, happy. Oh, I found the love of my life calls in a row, because then you've got, you know, people who are single for years like I was going. Yeah, sure. Fine. You found somebody one, but I'm never going to be loved. You know, yeah, so we try to balance it out. Well, I want to share with you a few questions that that we got for you. Okay. We told people that 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 we were going to have Delilah on, and the questions came rolling in. So, so here's one: uh, What has been most helpful to you to get through the ups and downs of life? Without even thinking about it, my faith, knowing that God has a plan for my life, and knowing that He's there no matter what I go through, has made all the difference in the world. That's awesome. Okay, this one's coming from Bryce Smith. Uh, Are you a Bruce Springsteen fan? Oh my gosh, who doesn't love the boss? Come on. (laughs) If you don't love his his music and his love for the USA, you got to just love the fact that Damn, the man looks good in blue jeans with a guitar strung over his shoulder. Last thing, I just need to give you some rapid fire questions for songs that fit the perfect situation. Okay, so whatever comes to your head, best song about self-love. Oh, Pink's got quite a few. There's an old one by Helen Reddy. My gosh, this came out when I was in high school. I am woman, hear me roar. I am woman, hear me roar. That that I love (laughs) Katy Perry. uh, There there are so many. There's so many. So so many. many. Okay. A song to get through heartbreak. I mean, how many can you choose from? (laughs) (laughs) But but let's say for right now, the best song to get through a heartbreak for right now. Trying to think of a really good one. Here's the thing that I've learned in my life and that I wish I could 
If I could talk to 20-year-old Delilah or any young woman, the thing that I've learned is don't ever make somebody a priority when to them you are only an option. Mm. And if I had known that in my 20s, I would have avoided 99% of heartbreak in relationships. You know, Bruno Mars, just the way you are. If I had waited for that kind of love, I would have avoided all that heartbreak. That was Delilah. For more on her, head over to people.com. And before I send you off, something to make you smile. Birthday surprises are almost always great, but some are so awesome, they'll be remembered for a lifetime. And I'm pretty sure that's the case for Dwayne The Rock Johnson's baby girl, Tiana, who just turned three and got the ultimate surprise. You see, Tiana's favorite movie is Aquaman, and her favorite character is Aquaman himself. So listen to this. Happy third birthday. Hi, Jesse. Tiana's dad had Aquaman... Jason Momoa himself record a video message that was played on their TV during her birthday party. And she is just in awe. It's so cute. And I have no idea how dad is going to top this next year. (laughs) P.S. Happy birthday to my big sister, Lalise, and my best friend, Autumn. I am so sorry, ladies. Jason Momoa will not be sending you a video message, (laughs) but I love you. So there's that. I will talk to you all tomorrow. Tomorrow. 